Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. Honest reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hello and welcome to After Nine. My name is Chad Higgins. And uh, I'm Zach Working. Zach, how in the world are you, buddy? I mean, I. Uh... I don't know actually how I am today. Like I'm kind of in the whirlwind of like I've been really busy and I've just been like running not like you know you're a good youth pastor when you manage to stop by the paint store, the fabric store <laughs> and get three boxes of party tacos all on the same lunch break. Like that's <laughs> like the day you're buying glitter spandex, um wood stain and cheap tacos, like that's a ministry high point. If like that's <laughs> You're either a youth pastor or a, a lucha libre wrestler. That's right. That's right. You're either opening a luchador themed taco shop, or you, oh, you might. That's it, Zach. Th- there is one. I'll post the link in the in the show notes. Uh, there is a lucha libre taco shop here in Tulsa and also in San Diego that I highly recommend. I mean, it, okay. the decor. Yeah, we need to pause the cast. <laughs> the, the fact that you have never taken me to this place in your okay. hometown. For my birthday, you want to go? For my Mike, birthday, let's go. Are Everybody we friends? T- party, party tacos, uh, party lucha libre tacos uh, with Chad and Zach uh, here in Tulsa. We'll post some links in the show notes where you can eat with us and hang out. <laughs> but I, 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 I feel stuck, man. So I need you to help me out today here on After Nine, Chad. I'm bringing the question, and I need your help answering it. What is successful youth ministry? Or maybe even just for me, what is successful youth ministry? Because I feel busy. I definitely feel very busy. But I don't know if in this moment I can tell you if I'm success or failure. So I need you to help me out today. Be a successful youth minister. Sure. Well, you know, through this episode, we'll break that down. We'll talk through what success looks like, how do we define success, all those kind of things. You know, I think for a long time, um, I, I think even in in the Christian realm, right? Like for some people, you know, we we like the idea of this phrase of success and 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 measuring well, how to win again. That, Everybody right? wants to know how to win again. <laughs> We're making America great again. And um but you know, I think that I think for some people that idea of success, right? Like rubs them all, all, the wrong way, right? Okay. Like, should we be talking about success, right? Like, isn't Jesus success and all those kind of things? And, and, and uh, I believe that those, that is true, but I also believe that there's a way that we can, um, see the work, the effort that we're putting in and, and correctly evaluate it, right? Like, okay, man, we've, we've been walking through a season with, 
you know, Youth Ministry Booster. It's um, less than a year old, and and that's one of the big things that for you and I, Zach, right? We've we're constantly asking the question of, you know, is it successful? All those kind of things. How do we measure that? What does that look like? All How do we help be successful in giving youth ministers the success that right. they so like? Like they, they they've earned it, right? Like they they are working hard. They want to do right. How do we make them feel like the the help that we have to give is successful towards their success? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, because I think like, I mean, with youth ministry booster, it's this. In my mind and in my heart, it's it's a very different resource, right, for for youth ministers. And I think for us, success looks like creating um, really healthy and hardworking youth ministers that we run alongside, right? I mean, it's the reason that we're trying to create mastermind groups for for members to join together. It's the reason that we we're allowing like video conference calls that will take like this exact conversation of what success is. And next Thursday, we're going to have an open conference call for all of our members to talk about, to wrestle with each other, um, and help us all develop and fine tune um, what success really is okay. in our ministry and in our life. Well, and I think I think that's one of the things that's worth talking about, Chad, is I think success happens inside of some level of community, right? So if we're, if we're going to break down what successful ministry looks like, I think we've got to break down even what success looks like. And so if you're listening today and you're a youth minister, let's just take a pause and just talk about for a minute maybe the process or the arc of success. Because I feel like a lot of folks are hoping to just like fall into it, right? I think this is the difference, at least for me, the categories of like a win and a success is like sometimes like wins happen, right? Like (laughs) what is, sorry, can I get country for a moment, right? Like, you know, even, even a blind hog finds a, finds a, an acorn, everyone, a truffle acorn every once in a while, right? Like yeah, everyone's don't ever do that again. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) It's, it's okay. Sorry. We'll, we'll fix it later. (laughs) But like like sometimes you can stumble into a win, right? Like sometimes you can like happen to win, right? Like sometimes things just work out and like the the stuff all falls together. But I feel like success is a little more orchestrated. When when I say that I mean this, like there there is like a progression or like an arc or a process to it in which you like you had a goal set out, like you wrote up, you defined you, you you planned and then you you executed it and then you evaluated it, right so there's a there's like a definition there's the work and then there's the evaluation of were we successful in what we were trying to do and then that on loop becomes the like the forward kind of momentum progression of becoming not just a success but successful and for a lot of youth ministry folks I think that they're just kind of moving from win to win so like the wind is blowing and every once in a while they win and every once in a while they lose but there isn't enough like like gathering and planning of like how am I going to in a season of very difficult work keep my mind right keep my focus true that I'm working towards the other side of this which is going to take me three years but on the other side of it I believe because of what we defined early that we're going to find some 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 success in what we're trying to do and so I I think that the the important thing to start off with is there's got to be a community around you if you are Lone Ranger in defining what you're going to do, getting the work done, and then evaluating it, like 
I'm sorry, friend. It's probably not going to be truly successful because you are either lacking the vision to see what needs to get done, lacking the effort or energy to get it all done, or worst of all, you are either your harshest critic and you will not allow yourself to succeed, mm-hmm. or you're your softest critic <laughs> and you will just let it let it adjust a little bit, right? Like you might write that goal of like, I want to see our, our our group grow, or I want to see people, um, you know, start attending our our, our midweek service by X number of percent and then later you go and you like make it 7% instead of 12% right <laughs> like kind of soften the I'm only going to have 2100 calories today or, or maybe 3100 because the ice cream was, was cheaper. And so you've got to have people in your life, uh, community coaches, support. I think that's like the, that's the booster difference, right? You have to have people around you that are helping guide you, shape you, and encourage you in both what you are defining to do and then also how you're evaluating that success that you want to get done. Well, I, I think that that's really good, right? Because if if you're the only one that has input in how your ministry is successful or small groups are successful or whatever it may be, then um, you're the only one going to evaluate that. And, right. and so like the other people that would be in that or around that or that are affected by it, they may have a completely different view of what successful is, right, yeah. in that context. And so I, I would actually – press back a little bit because at the end of the day if you're the only one that thinks it's successful is it successful (laughs) right success should be celebrated if you get done and you go ah and there's nobody else around cheering question what you actually even did (laughs) right well and and i mean i i want to be very careful in this statement and please hear my heart listeners but man, I, I see so many and hear from so many like youth ministers that post on, you know, uh, Facebook or whatever, that it's like they're really upset because they were let go from their church, right? And then they'll have this like laundry list of all these things they did really well. And Chad, you're so right in saying like like they may have been working hard. And I, I don't want anybody yeah. listening to think that like we're not saying that you you could you could work super hard on your own and put all the energy into it. But if you miss the definition and the evaluation and the correct kind of parentheses, you may not have the success that you were looking for because you did it on your own terms. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, Chad. Like when we when we talk to youth ministers, the first thing we say to anybody that's starting in a new position is you need to have a sit-down conversation with whoever the leadership person is, senior pastor, elder board, staff parish relations committee, whoever is in charge of the the movement of the church, the, 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 the designation stuff for the church, the senior leadership, and you'd ask them, what is successful youth ministry here? Because what you think it might be, what you brought to the table, and what you're kind of casting as vision, and what they were looking Looking for maybe very different things, right? Like we've we've talked about this before of like a student minister who went to every single football game, was at every single student activity. The kids loved him. The, the they made him honorary president of student council, and yet like for the Sunday and Wednesday stuff, the lessons were lacking. There was no parent communication or email or newsletter. And so when they have the conversation of what did you do, what did you get done, this is what we're looking for. It's like two ships passing in the night. And so I think there's 
there's got to be that awareness and that reality that part of the defining what's going to work and what's not going to work needs to be inviting the right people in to help kind of set those right kind of parameters for what you're even working on. Okay, so let's play this game, Zach. <laughs> I, love, I love games. Okay, so I'm going to give you a person or a group, okay, okay, that is connected to a student ministry, and you tell me, and I know that there's going to be differences between different churches, personalities, all that kind of stuff, but you tell me what you think their view of success and expectation Ooh, okay. of the youth ministry is, okay? Is there a right or wrong answer, or do I have to qualify? No, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but I think that for each of us, am evaluating where we're at our current situation and asking, okay, of my people that are these, um, what is their view of success? Okay. Am, um, am I meeting those needs, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, most of these people that we're talking about, it's going to be their view of success are certain needs or, you know what I mean, desires that they have inside their you know, church community. All right, so senior pastor. Ooh. What do you think most senior pastors view as successful student ministry or successful student minister? Uh, I think most. I think most are, are gauging it uh, by some kind of Sunday attendance, right? Like they're, 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 for them, there is a number they're looking for. It might be Sunday. It might be midweek. But there is a weekly number that they're looking for, and they want that number to grow. So whether it's Sunday morning like life group or like midweek worship, wh- whatever the scorecard is, they want to see that number go up. And then alongside that, they want to see, at least in a lot of the traditions that I've worked with, some kind of like decision count number, right? So they want to see kids that are – um, you know, f- accepting or following or committing to Christ for the first time, or people that are surrendering to ministry. But there, there needs to be for them, I think, some very quantifiable numbers that they can look at and say, our the, our student ministry is X big or is you know X Y in the way in which they make decisions. One of one that I would add to that is yeah, yeah. I think there's there's an expectation that. The students whose families are connected into that church. Okay, so maybe may, maybe maybe X over Y plus Z, right? So it's the students, but how many of them are now having their full families involved? So not just right. students at church, but family units that have joined the church. So maybe some yeah. kind of joinership. Okay, oh, and also like kids that maybe mom and dad and their families been a part of the church for a long time. That those students are connected into your student ministry. Okay. Like I've met a lot of youth ministers that struggle with their senior pastor because the strategy and the vision of their student ministry is connecting like a certain type of student. Okay. And then what will end up happening is um, you're not mindful of who you currently have. And so you'll create a ministry structure that is very different than the actual kids in your church. Sure. And a lot of those kids don't feel like they belong anymore. And so then you've got kids that are part of the the overall church that aren't a part of your student ministry. Okay. And that, that causes some rubs. Yeah. And I, I've I've along the way have met more than one youth minister that are reaching a bunch of um, outside church kids. Um, but aren't doing a real great job at shepherding their kids in their church, and and those guys end up 
finding a new place pretty quick. Well, and, and that's I think that's important to say. If your church is one that really values children's ministry, which it probably does, they probably value youth ministry in so much and how they value children's ministry, which is the way in which it contributes to family ministry at the church, right? Like the youth ministry is not the mission of the church. The youth ministry is something that helps support the bigger vision of reaching families in your church. And so, again, maybe that's unfair, especially in maybe some of the like areas in which you are ministering or love to minister. But I think it's real careful to keep that language of youth ministry and mission to young people or mission to yeah. youth in the right kind of lens. That's good, man. Okay. Well, and, and I think that this is a, a, a good thing for us all to remember is our student ministry is underneath the umbrella of the church as a whole. That's right. And so that's when right. we start creating visions outside of the vision of our senior pastor and our church or elder board or however your church is led, then we're going to find ourselves in trouble pretty quickly. Yeah. And so I think it's important if you're wondering, um, man, how does my senior pastor view success? Ask them, get into their office, have these conversations um, and, and find out. You know, I, a lot of times when we don't ask the questions, we make assumptions. I, I think it's important that um, we're having these conversations. We're seeing um, up front, what does my senior pastor want? And and let's be honest with ourselves because we're like this and senior pastors are like this as well. Sometimes the things that we say are different than the way that we act on the back end. Okay. And so my my encouragement to you is this. Know that the things that people celebrate are what they value. Yep. And so when you hear your senior pastor focusing, celebrating certain issues, know that that's truly where their heart's at. Good or bad, but we need to know those things. That's right. Whatever they talk about most in staff meeting is probably something you should keep your ear on. And and again – they may not have the textbook answer for you of what successful youth ministry looks like, but I guarantee they have an idea or a vision of what more success or to be successful in their church looks like. They've got hopes and dreams for the church too. And one of the things that I think I would share after coming back from a conference a couple of weeks ago is that your vision in student ministry should always be an interpretation of what the vision of the church is. And so if you ask your pastor – uh, your leadership, your elder board, hey, what does successful youth ministry look like? And they don't give a like a kind of clear answer for you. Don't stop there and go off and guess. Ask them what is the most important thing for our church about our church, and hopefully in three sentences or less they can give you that. And inside of that, begin your interpretive work. Yep. All right, next one, parents. Successful youth ministry in a parent's eyes is what? Ah. Uh... I'm going to go – I'm going to play – I'm going to hit you low on this one because I think it's a lot lower of a goal than we think. Um, Safe fun. They just they just want they want their kids to be in an environment that's that's mostly safe and a little bit of fun. Mm. I'm I'll dig into it. I'll dig into it a little bit. I think you're right on the surface. Okay. (laughs) I think no no because here here's why and and I think that. Honestly, I think that that's probably maybe what parents would say in some ways. Okay. But I think at least for parents who have a relationship with the Lord that are in, plugged into your church, I think most of them want their student to have a real, an authentic relationship with Christ, sure. right? Because let's be honest, like parents desire the things for their kids even beyond what they have. Sure. 
Um, and so I think parents want that relationship with Christ. I think a lot of them don't have it or are desiring it deeper. So they want more for their kids, but, but in their mind, I think for so many years, especially that generation has just been told, go to church and read your Bible. Yeah. That their view of how to grow is that their kid is in church and at absolutely everything. Yeah. And they know that their kid's going to come to the thing that's fun. Right. And so I think there's, there's actually a deeper, like better reasoning that they want their kid in there to grow and develop in Christ. But I I think that their only view of how to get there is if the kid wants to be there. Right. That's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think there is a growing trend of parents that are are letting their kids decide whether or not they want to be there based on what's going on. And I think that's a different reality than maybe even a decade ago when it was like, if your parents went, the kids went. I mean, like, I think there's a real shift now, not only of like kids coming without their parents, but parents coming without their kids, right? Like it's a different, right. yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, because I think I think that there's this really jaded view of like, oh, you can't force faith on your kids, you know? Sure, but, sure. I mean, at some point, you're the parent, right? Yeah, that's it, it, right, and, and I would agree with you that there is probably some deeper, some deeper logic at work behind the idea of being safe and fun. But I think I on this one, like if you have a place safe that's uns, it's unsafe and not fun, we're never going to get to the deeper stuff, right? Because <laughs> the kid's not coming anyway, right? Like if you have a, an environment set up where their kids like just like hanging off the walls and going crazy and wild and rambunctious, and it's not in the name of fun, it's the name of like I don't know if I trust you to watch my kids. Because I think that's maybe no, the language that we would have is like. If there is not like a trustworthiness, right? Like because they're like par- parents are protective of their babies, man. Like if you got a parent that's bringing a kid to your youth ministry, in a pretty quick short order, like you need to make sure they feel like they can trust your leadership, both in the ways you're going to safeguard their child and teach, instruct, and equip their child. Right, man. I think success for parents looks like um, well structured. Yeah, having a plan that yeah. they know and they see. Right? Yeah, they, they can they can see they can see what you were thinking when you were doing it. Yeah, one of the easiest things, if, youth ministers, if if you want to impress parents, learn either pages on your Mac or Word on your PC, and start learning to write down details in paper form and be able to hand it to them. Yeah, yeah. Like them trying to find information on Instagram or Snapchat about your student ministry will never work, right? They, they, they are – even if you sponsor that post on Instagram, friend, they're probably not <laughs> going to see it. They're, you can boost that promotion all you want to, but I'm telling you right now, you need to have at the door where they drop their kid off a hard copy form of the latest happenings and what's about to happen. Right. Yeah. Very cool. All right, next one, students. Dude, if I had a dollar, right? <laughs> oh, man, uh, I'm going to take the cheater way out. I'm going to throw it back on you pretty quick. Uh, I, I, I think students um, at some level, at some level, don't know quite what they want. So I'm going to couch it in a word called cool. And I, I think student ministries, uh, f- successful student ministries populated by students <laughs> – 
it's to some level there is some kind of enigma of, of a coolness, right? Like it's it's not quite all figured out. It's not quite all mapped out. Like there needs to be a little bit of what you do that is that is different, that is a surprise, that is a twist. And beyond that, man, uh, I'm gonna throw it back to you, Chad Higgins, the master of cool. Uh, how, how do we how do we appeal to the young people today in a successful fashion? Um, all right, I'll answer that question, and then I'll give you my other thing that I think it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I I think that quote unquote cool. If if I'm reading into what that is, and this is my type A personality coming out yeah, and saying it's. We we do we do services and things like that with excellence, right? That's well thought out because anything that's cool and really random, um, most of the time in the world is actually really well thought out, right? Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the thing that comes off as like, oh, we just thought about this, yeah. you know, crazy cool game with right. nineteen different elements. Right, oh, right. and we happen to have all the supplies, right? Like. That was really well thought out and we yeah. put a lot of effort into yeah. it and all those kind of things. You know, I think that students um, on that cool factor, they're, you know, they're looking for experiences that m- they may not have other um, other places in their life to experience, right? Like there are very few other times in their life that they may get to go on like a ropes course or get to play like, you know, capture the flag all across the town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so those elements, yeah, like those are engaging for students. Um, and, and we, we can do those in, in fun ways and we get creative. You know, one of the easiest ways to get cool, quote unquote cool, in your student ministry is listening to your students. Yeah, yeah. And then actually like implementing some of the things that they say. That's right. right? That's right. Yep. Um, man, I, I promise you, you, you get some of your students up on stage to talk about their relationship with the Lord. Like – they're going to say what you've been pounding into your students' heads That's for right. four years. Yeah, man. Eloquently with seminary background. They're going to say it with ums and uhs and like a three-minute cry break in the middle because they have stage fright. Right. And at the end of the night, Timmy in the back's going to go, oh, my, did you hear what Kevin said? That was the most insightful thing ever. And you're like – Oh my goodness. Right. And, and, but when, when it's from them and it's by them, like that matters. And so helping students engage, be a part. And that goes back to the first thing that we talked about the success in ministry is not creating the vision and the structure and what success is by yourself. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, and I think so, so, so pro tip, like a a simple kind of illustration point to this uh, for camp stuff. So we just came out of camp season I'm telling you right now, you should not be the one youth pastor that's deciding the theme nights of camp. Like, offer it up to your students to help make that cool. Have them inform you early, work on how to make it work, how to make it fun, how to make it possible. But there there should be always an element of every like event or series or retreat that you do that was student-driven. I get it. They don't know what they need sometimes, but they also are pretty willing to tell you what they like. And so 
<laughs> if you're always picking the recreation for them and they hate what you pick, the response is not, well, we're never going to do that again, but what do you guys even like to do? And they might surprise you. I, I didn't know that students that were super unathletic like to play flag football, Chad, but apparently we have Turkey Bowl not for my athletic students to shine, but for my unathletic students to have an opportunity. <laughs> And they love it. They show up and they organize and they get together and it's the worst flag football you ever watch played. But that's what they wanted. So that's what we do. We give the people what they want. (laughs) And it's with a turkey, right? With an actual turkey, a live turkey. (laughs) Dude, anytime, anytime you can play flag football and get salmonella all in one (laughs) get go, like I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Um, So my, my thing of what I think students desire is, relationship with purpose. Okay. Man, I I think that so many students are wrestling with this um different identity issues of themselves. Am I liked? Am do I fit in? Those yeah. kind of things. And man, I think creating a space um beyond being cool, but a space that students can um open up in, be themselves in. Um, and it actually has purpose in their life, um, I think is crucial. Man, when when we can steer conversations where it's no longer, hey, I fit in here and I like it here, but then they see growth in their own life, development, a closeness to Christ, like that has that like staying power. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would I'll be very honest that I think for many years in my student ministry, I think we had a cool ministry, right? In some ways. Um, and we had, we had a bunch of kids in the room. Um, but if you start digging into some of our numbers and start looking at a roster while we were bringing a lot of kids in on the front end, we had a lot of kids going out the back mm, end. That revolving door. No, man, that's a, we had a, Huge revolving door. And and that's why I think that questions like this of what success is, is important. Because I think if you would have looked at our ministry from the outside, right? Yeah. And you'd have walked in one week and go, all right, there's 500 kids in this building. Right, right. This surely is successful, right? The The thing that I think you have to like evaluate in that, right? That, yeah, there may have been... 20 new kids there this week. Uh, but there's going to, there was, there's been 20 new kids there the last, you know, six weeks, yeah. six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yet we've only grown by 20 kids. Right. 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 Um, it's, so, it's, it's the, it's the classic, you know, it was a large room, but it was always populated by different people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, I think we have to be careful in evaluating success by a number, right? Sure. Um, and we have to talk about vision. We have to talk about expectation. We've got to talk about, um, what we're really trying to accomplish here. Yeah. That's what leads me to this final person that I want you to think about, Zach, is if the Lord if if we were somehow able to ask him, what does successful student ministry look like? What's that answer? Man, I, I think for this one, I'm going to take it back to the word itself. Yeah. And I think it needs to be a success or a succession, something that outlasts those that lead it. Like for me, like this is, when I look at what Jesus 
leads and does with his disciples is its preparation to carry the work that he was about beyond his time doing the work. And and that involves a, a safe space to have intentional relationships that's got a little bit of mystery wrapped up. And sometimes it was cool because we didn't know what was going to happen next. And other times it was cool because it was the plan coming together. But there is something about that very word success that doesn't mean more, right? Like the word success doesn't mean you got more. It meant that whatever you did is going to last a little bit longer, right? Like this is the succession plan of your ministry of you handing it over to another minister or leaders or the students that are involved so that they can continue the work that you are about. And that has nothing to do with 12, 20, or 200. It has everything to do if they got what you were trying to do, participated, co-labored in the work that you were about. And when you went back to evaluate and champion and celebrate, they saw it, they got it, and they began again the good work that you were about. Yeah, I mean, I continue to hear just scripture echoed in my head, right? Like, therefore, go and make disciples. And so I I think that successful student ministry looks like making disciples of students, right? Those are, I th- hopefully those are obvious things in our life. And we, we understand that and grasp that. And that's the forefront of what we do. It's the reason, it's the reason you paint walls, Zach. It's the reason you pick up glitter. Right. It's all of those kind of things. Stitch right? and spandex it's, together. Yeah. <laughs> it's the reason late night at camp, you're the one in there, like sweeping up and plunging the toilet. And, yeah. um, but but I also want our listeners to be reminded of this, that I think if we as a youth minister were able to ask the Lord that question, what is success in student ministry, I think that it would be, I think the answer would be much more personal than we thought it would be. Hmm. You know, I I think we would initially look at systems and structures and what we did and what it looked like on Wednesdays and Sundays. And I, I have an inkling that the Lord would probably come back to our own faithfulness and our own obedience. You know, I I think that, I think a lot of times when we want to view success of our student ministry, we like to think of the structures and the strategies because it's less messy than looking at our own heart. Yeah. And and I think that for each of us, we have to understand that success in our student ministry begins with obedience and faithfulness to the calling that we've been invited into. Mm. And and so whether you're a student minister leading a group of 10 or a 1,000, whether you're at a church with a big budget or a small budget, whether you're at a church that you really get along well with your senior pastor and you fit visions with them or you're wrestling with that right now, man, I think for each of us, we've got to examine our own heart and ask ourselves the question of, is the faithful work that I'm trying to do in obedience to this call that he's invited me into? Um, Am I growing? Am Mm. I being content and satisfied with what he's given us. You know, I think one of the biggest things we miss is being unsatisfied because we look at someone else 
and wish we were there mm. um, instead of being truly grateful for what God's given us in this moment and being satisfied in it. And, and man, I, I know that for you and me, Zach, man, I, I think that that's something that we have to remind ourselves constantly. And, and I hope for some of our listeners, um, maybe today you see success in a little bit different way. Thanks for listening to After 9. We'll see you back next week. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, Find us on Twitter or Facebook at After Nine Ministry or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.